Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't joined our wonderful marketing transformation community yet, go to innovabiz.co and collect your free gift as well. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. As you think about creating your own book, make sure you speak to write it and then make sure you're telling stories and then you just integrate your book into the marketing you're already doing as a business. So if you're doing direct mail, you have postcards that say, hey, come have dinner with the author or get a copy of my free book. If you're on radio, you make your book the call to action. You're not you're not creating a book as a business owner. You're not creating your book to to sell it on Amazon and make money there. You're creating your book to give it away to your ideal prospects and you're going to become wealthier because you're going to get more clients. Welcome back. I hope your week has been awesome so far. If you haven't listened yet to my recent conversations with Kurian Tharakan, author of Seven Essential Stories Charismatic Leaders Tell, and with Jonathan Callanan, strategic marketer, course and community builder, then do go check them out. But only after you've listened to today's conversation. I'm really excited today to have on the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest, Michael DeLon. He's the founder and president of Paperback Expert. Michael believes that a book is the ultimate business card. In this competitive market, you either differentiate yourself or you die. Having a book will help you convert leads to clients and put more money in your pocket. Michael helps you convert more leads using your Amazon best-selling book without spending more money on advertising. A book will position you as the expert in your market. You'll be different from everybody else and have instant authority and credibility. In under 24 hours of your time and about 90 days elapsed time, you could be using your book to convert more leads and generate more sales. And as an Amazon best-selling author, you'll be seen as the authority people look to. That's what Michael's company, Paperback Expert, can do for you. In our conversation today, Michael talked to me about the speak-to-write process and how to write in your own voice. We discussed the importance of storytelling in connecting with your audience and Michael described how to use a published book in your overall marketing strategy. Without further ado then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Michael DeLon. Hi, I'm your host Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz and I'm really excited to welcome today to the InnovaBuzz podcast from Little Rock in Arkansas, the USA, Michael DeLon, who's a best-selling author, he's a business growth strategist and a marketing expert. Welcome to the Innova Buzz podcast, Michael. It's a great privilege to have you as my guest. Well, Jürgen, it's awesome to be here. I'm so so thrilled for our, um, the time and look forward to a great conversation, man. Me too, me too. Now, Jason Van Orden, who was on episode 275, and Michael Roderick, who was on episode 328, they ran an event a little while ago where we met. So a big shout out to Jason and Michael as well. Yeah, they're they're great. In fact, we've got another event coming up pretty soon, but they are phenomenal. I've had uh, um, one of them on my podcast. Looking forward to having the other one on my podcast as well. Yep, great. And as you say, you also have a, a podcast um, called Experts Speak. 
I do. Yeah. And we, I just interview different experts uh, from across the, the country, really across the world, um, helping my audience learn more about different aspects of marketing and business growth, mindset, different uh, uh, different strategies that are available out there because we're just so busy running our businesses. We don't have yeah. enough time to do all the research. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have that in common. I mean, my, my podcast pretty much has the same aims. And isn't it wonderful that we can talk to people all around the world that have expertise in specific areas just through the medium of podcasting? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so broad and so fun. And um, I've enjoyed listening to a few of your podcasts. And um, it's just, yeah, it's a great medium. And you get to know people and actually do business with people in other countries that we would never meet. Mm. Now, your specialty is converting leads through books. Basically, you help people position themselves as the expert in their field by writing a book and differentiate themselves and give them instant credibility and authority. And, you know, that's, that's um, fascinating because we have this saying in English, right, that, oh, he wrote the book on that or she wrote the book on that, which is kind of like, you know, they're the expert. <laughs> And, right. um, and and yet, um, I mean, I certainly haven't written a book other than um, one I did very early in my studies. Uh, but the, um, you know, not many people go down that route. So I'm really keen to explore with you today, you know, why book writing is such a powerful marketing tool, um, how you can get started doing that. And, you know, what, what, what we need to overcome in terms of the barriers perhaps that we place in our own way and going down that path and, oh, and what awesome. makes that strategy really good. Now, before we get on to all of those things, uh, what's the impact you're making in the world today? You know, the impact really um, is, is allowing people to have a clearer message so their audience isn't confused. Because what I find, Jürgen, is people, people are just confused no matter what the topic is. And they don't know who to choose. And when our clients have hand somebody a copy of their book, no matter their industry, it starts to simplify and clarify the process and the transformation that's available for their audience, for that end user, for, for me and you, really. And that makes it a world of difference. So can I, can I tell you a story? Absolutely. Of the impact. So. Back in April of this year, a dear friend of mine who was 63 had a massive heart attack and died. Hmm. And his wife and daughter found him dead in there in the bedroom. And so the wife called me because we were dear friends from church. So I went over and started helping her hold together everything that needed to happen, not just for the funeral, but for all their finances. And the husband hmm. had really run all the finances. And she didn't know where to turn hmm. as far as pulling things together. She hadn't worked for 25 years because she was a stay-at-home mom who homeschooled their girls. She didn't know what to do. Well, fortunately for her, I have a client that's nearby who wrote a book on retirement <laughs> planning. And so I got a copy of the book. I said, here, Millie, read this first, then we'll talk about it. And so she read his book and started to understand what was going on. Then we had a Zoom call with him. Then we went to meet him. Then I handed her his second book. And through that process, she was able to not only understand the, the concepts of retirement income planning, but she got to bond with that financial advisor through the stories that he shared in his book, and she became comfortable. Mm. She and I went to a different financial advisor, you know, just kind of to, to do our due diligence. Yeah. And we walked out of two or three meetings of that with that person just not feeling good. She was confusing to us. She didn't have a book, but that's, that's beside the point. But with, with my client and my, what I call her my widow, because I'm still walking with her through this process, she was able to feel comfortable. And because of that book that my client wrote and she being comfortable with him, she is now in a place where she has guaranteed income for the rest of her life. She has no worries about ever running out of money. Her financial situation is set. That's the kind of difference we're making in people's lives, Jordan. Hmm. Multiply that by a thousand different 
stories of how our clients have handed their book to somebody and clarified an issue and helped them accomplish what they needed to accomplish or wanted to. That's the impact that we're really making. Hmm. Yeah, that that's massive, really massive. Now, you know, you touched on a couple of points there in, in that story about um, that hint at your process, because it's not just about writing a book and and then saying, well, I wrote the book on that, I'm the expert on that, right? There's a whole system behind that. There's a whole strategy behind that. So can you describe it at a very high level what, you know, what the strategy is behind that? So it's not just writing the book. What, you know, where do you start? What are some of the key aspects of, of your process and um, how, do, how can we kind of take that on board? Sure, sure. Well, it, it starts all the way at the beginning. When I tell my prospects, I would tell you, Jurgen, never write a book. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is the writing process, the physical typing it out on the computer is a terrible way to write because of the self-editing that takes place. You will, and, and I've done this, right? You mm. type a sentence or two and you're like, oh, no, that's not what I want to say. And you backspace. Yeah. And you say, oh, no, no, that's not how it and you never get anywhere. It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and that's how I wrote my first book way back in 2013 that I, I still use today. But after that process, and as we created our company to help busy business owners create their own book, we created a speak to write process. So Jurgen, if you said, I'm going to, I'd like to create a book, Michael, and I, I want to, you know, kind of do it. How, how would I go about doing it? I would counsel you to, use the dictation function in Microsoft Word or in Google Documents and build an outline for your book first. Chat, what chapters are you going to be talking about? What are the topics? What are the stories? So you always build your outline first. Hmm. And then when it comes to the time to actually put the content into the book, you actually record yourself speaking your book and hmm. let Word or Google get all of the, the content down on paper then you or an editor can go back and, and really edit the book. And that's where you use your, your writing skills and, and everything. So that's I guess that's the first thing, because I've talked to people, I, I talk to them every week, prospects who come to me and they say, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book for years. You've been thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> I haven't done it. Well, there are just a lot of hurdles. And that's one of the biggest hurdles is I don't know how to do it. And so mm. we always start, I mean, we start with brand strategy first, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the answer, right? But, but to, the brand strategy for us is, is, is what is your clear and compelling message that's going to mm. differentiate you from everybody else? Yeah. You've got to have that. Then you structure your book chapter by chapter based on what you want to share. Stories. Remember, my, my client had stories yeah. related right. to my widow. Mm. That's huge. Because we, we do everything in life by stories. We remember them. That's why we love movies. And so once you, once you record your book and then you write it, let's, let's say you get through that whole process, you publish it. It's on Amazon. Now you're an author. And that's where our company was for the first few years of our business is we helped business owners publish their book. Well, then what happened, Jurgen, is my clients would come back to me and say, Michael, I've got my book. It looks great. We're thrilled. What do I do with it? <laughs> yeah. And remember, we work with business owners. So mm. I look at a book as a way to grow your business. And so because of my background in marketing, I came up with some marketing strategies. And now we help our, our clients create a credibility game plan. Because when you publish a book, you gain credibility in the eyes of your audience. Because they do see you as the guy who wrote the book on, right? And so having a book is great, but it's not the end game. You've got to know how to market that book. And, but also as you, as you write your book, you've got to know how to tell stories of people you've helped because that's what they're going to remember. I assure you, Jurgen, if I asked my widow about insurance or fixed indexed annuities or what's the difference between a fixed indexed annuity and another from his book, she would have no idea. Yeah. But if I asked her about the stories, tell me about how Brad helped she would be able to tell me the stories. Hmm. That's what we gravitate to. That's what we start bonding with. And that causes our audience to take a step in our direction because your competitors aren't doing that. They're hmm. stuck. That's about, in yeah. 
data and charts and everything. And it just falls on flat ears. You've got to bond emotionally with people mm. first, then have the logic and everything to back up in, this, in the data. That's all important, but it's secondary to the emotions. And those emotions come through story. We are a storytelling people and we get connected by story. So as you think about creating your own book, make sure you speak to write it and, mm -hmm. and make sure you're telling stories and then you just integrate your book into the marketing you're already doing as a business. So if you're doing direct mail, you have postcards that say, hey, come have dinner with the author or get a copy of my free book. If you're on radio, you make your book the call to action. You're not you're not creating a book as a business owner. You're not creating your book to to sell it on Amazon and make money there. Hmm. You're creating your book to give it away to your ideal prospects and you're going to become wealthier because you're going to get more clients. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense? So the book's not the Yeah, absolutely. The book's not the end game. And I like, you know, the starting off with that branding and what what What's the objective of the business, and how does how does that all fit together into the branding? And then the book becomes one of the two. Well, becomes a pillar of of the strategy, really. And um, yeah, it's it kind of an enhanced business card, if you like. Well, it really is. It's the best business card you'll ever have because what do people do with business cards, right? <laughs> throw them away. Yeah. You don't throw books away. I'm not sure how it is where you are, but in America, it's sacrilegious to throw a book away. Absolutely, yeah. My right. wife, <laughs> my wife keeps saying, "Yeah, clean out, clean out that thing." I've got, I've got books here from my son when he studied because he's moved overseas, and so I've got all his engineering books now. I'm not an engineer myself, and I've never read those books, and I have absolutely no need for them. But I would never throw them away. That's right. And, and that's how we are when you get a book. And, and, and let me pause here because I hear a, a lot of people say, well, I wrote an ebook or I just want to do an ebook. And mm -hmm. I, I grimace at that. I'm like, well, do you know how many ebooks I have on my computer somewhere yeah. that I've never read? But when you put a physical book in somebody's hand and they touch it, there's that tactile aspect that is going to, it's going to stay around for a long time, just like the engineering books. We don't mm. throw it away. And every time I see this book, guess who I'm thinking of? Mm. Thinking of you, Jurgen. And it, it's that ongoing calling card versus a business card that gets thrown away. So I'm a big fan. I mean, we, we publish in ebook and Kindle as well as paperback, our company does, but we always lead with the paperback. And it's, it's just, there's so many more things you can do with a physical book and it separates you because I mean, you look at all of the major authors, whether it's Tony Robbins or Dave Ramsey or whomever, they always have a physical book. None of them are just doing ebooks because it's hmm. cheaper. Haha. <laughs> yeah, it's cheaper, but it doesn't have the return hmm. that a physical book has as well. Yeah, and and also, um, there's something more tangible about it as a gift. If you give somebody a, a physical book as opposed to giving them an ebook, there's almost no value to the ebook, isn't there? You're, because you're as you say, right. as you say, it kind of just lives there in digital space somewhere, and most of them never get read. That's right, and I can never find it. It's on my computer, <laughs> long somewhere. So we're big fans <laughs> of, of the physical book and positioning yourself, as you said earlier, as the expert. And it's not a prideful look at me. I wrote the book on right. Mm. No, it's a very servant-hearted. Um, approach to say, I have this experience. I have a very unique process that I walk my clients through. And mm. I explain that process in the book because a lot of times you're gonna, our, our prospects are coming to us for a, a transformation of some nature, but they've never walked that path before. And so I, I say that's a lot like walking into a dark room. Mm. Nobody likes to walk into a dark room. But you as the expert, you've been in that dark room thousands of times. You know where the light switch is. You know where all the furniture is. You can guide your prospect through that room. That's exactly what you're doing through your book. And when you allow your prospects to read about your story, to read about your process, it makes them feel better about you. 
and that's that emotional connection. So yeah. we, we always help our clients just tell stories. And if they have a process, we lay that out in the book and it makes for a very compelling read. Mm, that's great. And you know, you talked quite a bit there about storytelling and that emotional connection that, that's built up through stories. And one of the things that occurred to me is, you know, if people are kind of stuck in that space of I don't know what to write or um, maybe just recording their stories because we tell stories all the time. I told told one yesterday that I'd never really told. It was just something that happened. I didn't really give it much thought, but the person I was talking to said, that that is a great story and there's a message in that story. And and they extracted a message out. Now, I you know, I wasn't intending to give that message. They, they kind of took that message from the story, but clearly there was a connection there. It resonated with them. So I think uh, one of the things, just recording stories like that, that we come up with and, and keeping them as a collection that we can then go back to when we get to this point of, okay, now let's um, pull something together as a book. Yeah. And, and, and that's a great, that's a great point because we all have those stories. We just need somebody to ask us the question, right? So mm. a lot of times I'll say, you know, grab a friend, go out to a coffee shop and let them just ask you questions about your business. That's one thing. And just record the answers. Yep. Okay. And, and capture it. Or for the next month, after every client or prospect meeting you have, take three to five minutes and make notes and record a story about what just happened. Hmm. I just met with John. Here's John's issue. Here's why he called. Here's what we talked about. Here was the solution. And, and pretty soon, what's going to happen you're gonna, is you're going to find themes hmm. through all of those stories, and you're going to be able to kind of categorize them. And after a, a few weeks, you're going to be able to step back and go, huh, that kind of is an outline that I could possibly use for a book. Or you could always start with blog posts. Or if yeah. you're if you're a podcaster, look at what you're podcasting. Those could be that could be seeds that you can use in your book. It, it mm. not as difficult as most people make it. It just takes a little bit of thinking and saying, mm. what are the stories? What are the questions your prospects are asking you? Your clients are asking you every day, every week. Mm. Those become mm. chapters in your book because if they're asking you, I assure you. There are hundreds of other people asking those exact same questions. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. You um you touched on something there, and I think this is a really great tip, and that's just having a conversation with other people, um, and letting them asking, letting them ask you questions, and then recording your answers. Because often I find, um. I always record, if I'm a guest on a podcast, I always record my side of the conversation and then go back and transcribe that and look at that. And I, oh, wow, that, that was great. Um, yeah. and yet if I, if I'd sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write something on this particular topic, I'd never come up with something as interesting as that. And it's, it's that very process of somebody asked me some questions. We had a conversation and, and there it is. It, well, it is, and, and there's there's something else that's, that's latent in, in in your answer there is, and it's why we use a speak to write process. Is if if I gave you a question, Jurgen, on a, on a piece of paper, I said, please mm. go to your typewriter and type out the answer to this question. Yeah. Versus if I asked you that question in conversation and recorded your answer, I'm going to get two different answers because mm. of the way the brain works. You're going to speak it a certain way, but when you sit down to type it, you're going to type a slightly different answer and it's going to sound more stilted. Yeah. And when we create books, one reason we use the speak to write process is there are certain phrases that we use in our, in our speech. There are words, there are ways we describe things and we want to capture that in the book so that when somebody, let's say they, let's say they, they're on your website and they see you and they get a free copy of your book and they read your book and they start bonding with you. They like what you say. And then they schedule a Zoom call with you. Hmm. And in that conversation on Zoom, you say the same phrases that they read in the book because hmm. it's because you spoke your book, right? That that resonates deep within them as far as integrity. It says, oh, this is the same person. 
Yep. And then when they come to meet with you, guess what? You're going to say the same thing again. And so that's all part of the reason we use the speak to write process versus a typing thing. Does that make sense? Mm. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's all about uh, congruency of message, isn't it? You talked about, you know, what's the message, getting really clear about the message. And the important thing about that, of course, is you've got to get clear about the message, but then you've got to make sure that the delivery of the message is consistent. So the person receiving the message is getting that same message all the way through. Otherwise, there's there's a point at which you know they first meet you and this person is completely different from what what I imagined, right? And then then there's that disconnect and and the trust chain is often broken at that point. It, it really is. I love the trust train. I like that. That's a great that's a great phrase because it is. And, and so many times business owners deviate from their message because their message gets old to them. Hmm. And we forget that our prospect, our message is pretty new to them and they need to hear it over and over and over again. Hmm. I always go back in this in the States. We have Dave Ramsey, who's a financial budgeting guy. And he's on radio. He's got a big website. He's got books and things. And, and he boiled the, this budgeting, basic budgeting for families down to seven baby steps. And he's been talking about his seven baby steps for about 30 years. Yeah. His message is crystal clear. And it hasn't changed because it doesn't need to. And mm. as a business owner, if you have a process or a message that is crystal clear and it resonates with who you are and how you help your your audience, then you need to stick with it. And you need to say it over and over and over to the fact, to the point when your prospects are coming in to meet with you and they can tell you your prospects. Yeah, yeah. That is really good marketing. That's right. And it's not that difficult. That's great, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things you said there that I think are, are worth expanding on, and um, you know that consistency of message is really important, and and the repetition. The other thing, and and this occurred to me earlier when you were talking about the strategy and writing the book. I often um, fall into this trap when I'm writing courses, for example, training courses or something, and I imagine if I were to start a book, I'd be at the same point that that would be my starting point which is the idea that you know i've got to have this big thing and cover all these things in what to do and then it becomes this giant undertaking and if i were to break it down into a whole bunch of fundamentals that in this big thing i'm actually assuming they're already there so it might be something simple that I take so much for granted that I assume everybody else knows. And, you know, I've had this experience where somebody will see me do something and say, wow, how did you do that? And my immediate reaction was, well, that's nothing. <laughs> everybody knows how to do that. So how do we break out of that mindset and and come to realize what what some of those things are that are small things that we can teach somebody how to do, we could write a book about it and, and elaborate on the details of that and help somebody do that. And all of a sudden now we've actually got, um, you know, maybe 50 books within us and not just one. Well, and, and that's, that's a great point. And it comes back to that coffee shop conversation, really, is to have somebody have an outside, outside perspective mm. look into your business and ask you questions. So in, in our process, in working with clients, we have a staff of writers. So let, let's say we get a new client who's an attorney, an estate planning attorney. Well, our writer will connect with that attorney on Zoom and start asking questions because my writer is not an estate planning attorney, nor do they understand estate planning. So our writer and, and our staff approach each client as if we are really a prospect of that attorney. Mm. Help me understand that. And so we look at their their business, their process, just like a, a, a prospect would. And when the attorney starts talking in jargon, well, you just need a DFA type. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah. And they're like, 
well, what do you mean? What does that mean? And so we make them unpack it for us because we have to have things in, in layman's language, as we say. Mm. And so a lot of times it is it is finding that that outside perspective. And it could be anybody. It could be a dear friend. It could be a colleague. It could be a prospect or a client. If you've got a great client that's been with you for years, they would probably feel honored if you said, will you just go out and just ask me some questions? And and sometimes you can prep them with three or four or five questions and get them going. Mm. I assure you, once you start answering the question, if they would just say, now, what do you mean by that? Help explain. If they would just ask you clarifying questions on what you say, you're going to start boiling it down to go, oh, okay, well, let me back up a little bit. Let me back up a little bit. And and that seems to be, I mean, that's how our entire process works, is we have an uninvolved third party, one of our writers, who connects with our client and asks Lots of questions. And yeah. that's how we that's how we get you to help us get to the essence of the message of your book and how do we communicate it in a way that your your prospect is going to understand. Mm. Yeah, I love it. All right. Now you mentioned earlier that it was you felt it was much more important to have a physical book, a paperback. So what do you say to people who who have the feeling, well, you know, I don't want to have my garage full of all these books and what happens if if nobody actually wants the book and and now I've got thousands of book in, books in my garage. How do you deal with that? That's a, that's a great question. And we deal with it um, by creating, uh, uh, working with printers who are print on demand. So when we okay. create and publish a book, we publish it to Amazon and Kindle and in ePDF, right? So mm-hmm. you have that. But the physical books are all print on demand. So we recommend to our client when you launch your book, you should probably order 50 to 100 copies because you're going to, you're going to come out of the gate giving copies away to friends, families, clients. But on an ongoing basis, you should always have 25 books on hand. Hmm. And then as that starts dwindling, then you just place another order for 25 or 50 books. You should never have a garage full of books. Right? <laughs> and, and in our culture with print on demand, it's, it's a beautiful system. So number one, use a print-on-demand system for your physical book. So have 25 to 50 on hand at any time. And that's really simple to do. Printers can do that. There are lots of companies online who can do it for you. Because you use the exact same file that you send to Amazon or Kindle. You use those same files if you went to a local printer to say, could you just print me a few copies? Same thing. Um, And so there are lots of online print shops that you can use as well. So that's number one to, to get rid of that. Number two, pe- people are going to want your book. They, they just are. You carry your book with you. You're at a networking event or you have them always at your office, right? If people are, when people start coming back to your office, you always have them there. You always sign your book to that person First because they'll yeah, never yeah. throw it away, right? Yeah. Because it's um, and so it's, it's, and when you hand your book to somebody, Jurgen, you'll be amazed at the response. They're going to go, you wrote a book? Hmm. And then they open it up and they say, you signed it to me? I mean, it's just that oh, nobody's ever done it. It's rare that somebody has actually met an author who actually signed the book to them. I mean, they're going, hmm. you know what they're going to do when they go home? They're going to tell other people about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy wrote a book on it. Well, you talk about referral strategies, and we've got them, of how to use your book to stimulate referrals from your best clients using your book where they are giving your book out to their friends. That's how we help our clients grow their business. But anyway, so yeah, I, it's not a, you don't want hundreds of books in your, mm. uh, when, when I first, when I wrote my first book on marketing back in 2013, I remember placing the first order and I think it was for a hundred books because the company I was work, working with that time, the print, uh, it was not print on demand. It was mm. minimum orders of a hundred books or, or more. And so we got away from that, realizing that I work with a lot of small business owners. That's a, that's a lot of money to come out of pocket with, right? But that's you right, can yeah. into your marketing budget over the course of a year. I'm going to need 50 books here and 25 books there. And, oh, we, we're going to need a, you know 500 because we're doing a big event. Then order 500 mm. for that big event. So it's a print-on-demand world. And that's what we tell our clients is just keep enough on hand that you're not going to run out mm. and just monitor it. Mm. All right. Well, that's great. Um, now, what we haven't talked about, you touched on a couple of things there, is you've written your book, 
how do you now use it as a marketing tool? I mean, I know you've got lots of different strategies. So give us some of the some of your favorite ones that work really well. Yeah, great, great. So I, I look at every business and I break it down into into three stages of business. Okay. So you have the attract stage where you're trying mm. to attract your prospects. Then then you move into when somebody connects, let's say, with your website. Then they go into the engage phase. Some people call it the nurture phase, where you're taking somebody and you're nurturing them, you're engaging with them through conversations, mm -hmm. Zoom calls, to see if, if you're a good fit. And then eventually they become a client, and that goes into the retain stage, where you want to retain them for life and get referrals, okay? Your book works in all three of those stages, and that's the beautiful thing about a book. So let's think, if you're doing Facebook ads, you can do your typical Facebook ad that everybody does. Or you can do your Facebook ad where you're on video and you say, "Hey, get a, I'd like to give you a, I'd like to mail you a free copy of my book. You can go to my website. You can get a download, a, a PDF of my book, absolutely free. And then what happens is they give you their name and email for their ebook. The thank you page. As soon as they hit submit, the thank you page comes up and says, "Thank you for requesting a copy of my book. It'll be in your inbox in a few minutes. I would love to mail you a free copy of my book because." You might want to dog ear it or highlight it or underline it. And when we meet, you can come in with specific questions. And so if you'll just tell me where to mail it, I'll put it in the mail for you today. It doesn't cost you a penny. And then you have fields to capture the rest of their information. Okay, About 40% of people will take you up on that offer. Of those who do, then we have an entire funnel for you to mail your book out to them in a very specific way so that when it shows up, it shows up not just in a little cardboard box or anything, but in a nice bright envelope, a bubble envelope that's, that's matched to your branding. And so you can call them in a few days and say, hey, Jurgen, I'm just calling to see, did that big gold envelope show up in the mailbox? And they'll know exactly what you're talking about, okay? So that's one strategy. For those of, for those who don't opt for that physical book, then you want to have an email follow-up sequence. We usually recommend 7 to 12 emails that are, are designed to precondition them to hire you, to call you for that appointment. Hmm. And most of those emails, the content is actually taken from your book. So every email that comes back is, you know, in Chapter 3 of my book, I wrote about blank. Here's one of the greatest challenges that people face and how we help them overcome it. And so you continually reinforce that I'm an expert. I've written a book. Here's the information. I'm happy to mail you a free copy. And oh, by the way, I can help you because I know the struggles you're facing. Hmm. So that's, that's what we would use. That's one strategy in the attract stage, okay? And in the engage stage, oh, there are lots of things that we can do. But it's, it's that email follow-up that I just talked about. I think you should be writing a daily email or at least a weekly email. Where are you going to get content from that? From your book. The call to action is always either two things. Schedule a call with me or request a free copy. I'll mail you a copy of my book. And so what you're wanting to do is get people to take little steps. Yeah, yeah. Towards I don't know you. Buy my big stuff. Yeah. A to Z. I just met you to a client. Uh, you know, and I tell people between mm. A and Z, there's a great big B through Y. It's a pathway that that prospect has to walk through at, on their terms and in their timing. And good marketing and good business owners connect with people through that entire process. So you can use mm. your book, you can use content through your book through that entire process. And then, of course, after they become a client, well, again, referral strategies because your best clients run in circles of people just like them. And so if you think about how do you clone your best clients to get yeah. more clients like them? Well, you, you give them three or four copies of your book right after you'd help them whatever. And you say, Jurgen, would you do me a favor? And they'll always say yes. You say, would you, would you take three or four copies of my book? And in the next week or so, you know, as you're talking with people, how we've helped you set up your, your lifetime retirement, would you just hand them a copy mm -hmm. of my book and say, well, this is the guy that we trust. You should read his book. And what happens is they do that, and your friend reads the book and says, yeah, I kind of like that guy. Mm -hmm. Then he comes to my website. Then he, he gets, gets back into my funnel, right? 
And so you use your book in all phases of your yeah. marketing to, again, go back to that consistent message. The other thing we, we do with our program is once your book's published is we help you create your own podcast. And we interview you on every chapter of your book. So now you have a podcast that's out there to attract prospects, to nurture them through a process. You can put those podcast episodes in that email follow-up sequence. When people come to your website, they should be able to listen to you. And so it's, it's multimedia approach to share that same message because you're telling the same stories in your book and on your podcast and in your email. It's the same stories. You're just talking and communicating with people with different modalities. And so it comes back to having a very structured, systematic approach to your marketing and building marketing systems that just work time and time and time again. Mm. Going back to what you talked about earlier, having that consistent message, that trust train, I think you called it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, the, the podcasting is fascinating to me. So you you actually interview the client. So the client is, is kind of the guest on their own. They are. Because, telling they are because story. we, again, we want to prop them up as the expert, right? So we have somebody on our team who, who conducts the uh, interviews, Bethany. And so she's going to interview yeah, our yeah. client and they're, they're not reading your book. You're, you're talking about chapter one, right? Chapter one is how, what's the greatest fear that most people have? Hmm. Well, in, in, in life, it's usually outliving my income. I want to make sure I have more money than I do life. And yeah. so how do you help people mm. solve that? And then we shut up and the client talks and they're about 10 minute interviews. They're very compelling. And mm. we say, great, we're going to come back next week with another episode or however long, right? So if you have a book that's mm. 12 chapters long, we create a podcast that's 12 episodes long. And that becomes your standalone podcast that you can use in a dozen different ways. And then we, of course, have other strategies of how to take your podcast and make it a profitable podcast so you can gain more business using your podcast. But again, it's a modality. It allows people to mm. hear you and, and we use Zoom so to see you as well. So when they hit your website, it looks different than everybody else that's in your industry. You've got a bestseller, an Amazon bestselling book. You've got your own podcast in, in their mind, which is where really it's where the marketing battle is won or lost, is in the mind of your audience. It's how they think about you. And if they come to your website and you look like all your competitors, we say you look like a coffee bean. The coffee beans all look the same, right? They smell the same. I don't want to be a coffee bean. I want to be different. I want to be unique. And the beautiful thing is everybody has a story to tell. Yeah. Jurgen, there's a reason you do what you do. I'd love to hear that story, right? We, 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 we extract that story from you and we tell that story because again, it connects to the heart. And the more you do that, the more you tell stories and, and explain your process and help somebody understand how they can go from where they are to where they want to be, you're, you're going to be super successful because you're going to gain clients and referrals through whatever marketing channels you're using, the channel's less important than the message. And that's why we always start with brand strategy. But then we understand the value of a book and how people think about authors. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, you touched on something there that I, you know, it sort of kind of almost blew my mind in in some ways. You, you set up this podcast for um, the author of the book. And if there's 12 chapters, there's 12, 12 10-minute episodes where um, your interviewer digs deeper into each chapter. But I'm guessing that people will have questions. So in that engagement phase, you can invite people, hey, ask questions and we'll, we'll answer them on the podcast. And so it's more than just the 12 chapters. It, it can probably continue on. And then also the, the idea of using that content in a whole variety of different ways. Uh, to me, that opens up a whole range of possibilities of other communications and, and, you know, using that to differentiate and stand out like you've explained. So I love it. So great, great process. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's great. And, and as, as mm. hard as it is to create a book, to write a book, mm. I find a lot of business owners feel the same way about podcasting. 
they've heard about it, love to do it. They don't have the slightest idea how to do it. And really, at the end of the day, they don't want to understand the technology involved and all. They want some, they want a turnkey done for you system. Because if I'm working with a, an attorney or mm. a financial advisor, they want to do financial advice. Their yeah. passion. They don't want to figure out podcasting. And so we come to the place saying, let us help you do what you do best, which is talk about your business and your clients. We'll do everything else. And that has been the spark that has really ignited uh, this, this whole movement that for us over the last uh, year and a half or two years that we've been doing this is helping our clients build platforms of credibility so that when their audience sees them, goes to the website, sees them on LinkedIn, whatever, it always has Amazon mm. best-selling author. Listen to my podcast. Get a free copy of my book, right? Things their competitors are not doing. And it all is about how people think about you and see you and the message you're delivering. Yeah, yeah. I love the platforms of credibility. I've just written that down. That's uh, um, I'll, I'll steal that from you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, swap, I'll swap it for the um, trust train. For the tra trust train. Yeah. The trust train. I want to use that. Uh, because uh, your trust train has different... Uh, um, I, I see a train moving down. They have different cars yeah. behind a train, right? What are what are the cars on your trust train? Mm. Um, but it, it really it, it really is. It's credibility. And that's really at the foundation of, of our heart as a company is to, to help you establish your credibility and then market your credibility mm. so that you'll gain clients, get referrals, and grow your revenue. And I tell my, my prospects and clients, you're going to all that. This is not some purple pill or magic formula. <laughs> this is not an overnight yeah. thing. If that's what you're looking for, I am not your guy. Yeah. This is a long-term business strategy. Your book, the beautiful thing is you're when you publish your book, it's going to be there for the rest of your career. I published this in 2013, my first book on marketing. Changed my life, changed my business. I still use it today in my business to gain clients and get referrals and grow my revenue. That was like eight, nine years ago. Mm. I'm still using it. So creating your book is, a, is, is an investment that will pay off over time because I invested in this book. You invest in your book one time. And it will pay you dividends year after year after year when you use it properly. Mm. Yeah, that's a great message. And um, yeah, I, I think it's a you know it's a really valuable thing. And and like you said, it's not a short term magic pill kind of thing. And the thing I love about it also is it the whole process is geared towards this concept of actually connecting deeply which is, you know, what I'm passionate about in our marketing work, you know, getting, um, building your visibility, but connecting deeply with people who can become a dream customer. And part of that is that consistency of message, that um, speaking in your own voice all the time so that when people read your book, listen to your podcast, watch you on video, and then meet you, everything is aligned. And, and so if they're attracted to your book, they're attracted to your stories, they're attracted to your podcast and, and your videos, they immediately feel as though when they meet you, hey, here's, here's my best friend. Well, it, and, and it's so true. And we want our clients to tell that, you know, we, it's called what, your origin story, or it's got a thousand mm -hmm. names, right? But a story of, of you know, I, I ask my clients all the time, if, if you're a financial advisor, right? Okay, why? Why are you a financial advisor? You've yeah, been yeah. doing a dozen other things. They always have a story. We want to tell that. And the cool thing is, you're going to, when people tell your story and people read it in your book, or they listen to it on the podcast, or they see you on a video, they come into your office to do business with They can tell you your story because yeah. they've heard it in so many ways. That is such a cool thing. You know, I've got a story that I tell when, when I talk with prospects and when I'm, at, I'm doing webinars or something. And my prospects resonate with it because they, they see themselves in that same situation. And they can talk to me about my, what I call my prison story. <laughs> they resonate with yeah. it. 
And so I always encourage business owners to tell your story. And I'm always shocked at how many people don't. Mm. Yeah, wonderful advice. Well, I've just uh, seen the clock moving on and uh, um, I thought this is a great point to move on to the buzz. So this is the scripted five questions that I ask of every guest to give me food for perhaps a book later on because there's answers there's answers to the same questions um so the idea is that you know you'll share something from your experience that'll inspire the listener to go and do something awesome as a result today so you ready yes all right what's the what's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative to be more innovative all right this is going to sound crazy (laughs) i'm going to say take some time away from your business Mm. Some of my best ideas have come when I've been floating in my swimming pool. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so take some time away from your business and get out into nature. Take a walk, go swimming, do something, and that's going to help you innovate. Mm, that's great. And that's that's been a favorite answer, actually, uh, recently. A lot of people have said something along those lines, and, and I can definitely relate to that. Sometimes, you know, if I'm kind of really working hard on a problem and and it feels as though I'm not making any progress and it's just becoming too hard I often find that just forget about it go away and do something else and come back to it a day later an hour later whatever and all of a sudden ah I know how to do that I'll I'll give you one more that's real practical if you're if you drive to work take a different way home yeah because we are such habits of creatures, creatures of habit, right? Go a different way and your brain's going to have to start re- recomputing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're going to get innovative. Mm. I love that one. Yeah, it's great. All right, what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? I surround myself with smarter people. Um, <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in two or three mastermind groups that we meet on Zoom and then some of them actually meet physically. And being around other uh, business owners that who are not necessarily in my industry hmm. and talking about the challenges I'm having, listening to their challenges, um, that has been one of the best things I've done over the years. Hmm. Fantastic. And and isn't it wonderful that we can do that? I mean, the physical uh, masterminds getting together with people in person is great, but uh, it's wonderful that we can do it all around the world with, with people that not just have different expertise but you know their whole culture and um, life philosophy is different so we've got all these other things that we can learn as well absolutely and i really recommend people get involved in a mastermind group of some nature Hmm. all right and a favorite resource that you use most often Uh, i use loom Mm -hmm. loom l-o-o-m.com it's a short it's a way to, to create short videos and I will do that after I hang up with a podcast guest or after I stop with a prospect. I will just open up Loom and shoot you a quick video say, you're going to, thanks so much for that. Part. That was an awesome interview. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. Let me know how I can help you. Boom. And I send it out in my Gmail so it comes across with the video embedded yeah. in it. And I get so much feedback from that. Here. So Loom is a great resource that I use daily. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, um, I was using Loom. I've switched to another another tool, but it does exactly the same thing, basically. The, um, yeah. And, yeah, there, uh, yeah, there are a number of them out there. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you send those follow-up videos. Now, I normally send a thank you email straight away to the guest after the episode or on the same day, uh, but I follow up a few days later with a video. So I'm giving away my secret here. So everybody that comes that's on okay. now, that surprise is gone. <laughs> but um, as you say... People love it, and you actually stand out. You know, I've had people come back and say, "Wow, uh, none of the podcast hosts I've been on, and some of these people have been on hundreds of podcasts. Nobody's done that for me before." That's right. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's really simple, and uh, so yeah, Loom is great. Yeah, and on the subject or the conversation point that we had earlier about you know speaking speaking your book. Um, doing that recording actually takes you less time than writing the email. It does, because I'm a terrible typist. I keep back 
and it allows me to communicate. I tell people all the time, if you cut off my arms, I would go mute. <laughs> but in Loom and video, I can be mean. Mm. And so it, it really is a great way. The other thing, and, I, and this is just bonus, I do video texts. So if I have your cell phone number, I'll pull up a text, I'll hit video, point the camera at me and do like a 15 or 20 second video, send it to you on your text, 100% open rate. And I assure you, Jurgen, it's the only one they've gotten probably in their life, hmm. but definitely. So a short, short video text that just says, hey, I really enjoyed talking with you. Look forward to connecting with you next week after a meeting. Have a great day. Okay, I'm gonna have to explore that one. I have I have used video on the phone, but it um, the apps that I have they then hook into the email. So yeah, I'll have to explore. Yeah, that. no, just do it straight straight Sorry. out video tech. Yeah. short, and you'll you'll be amazed at the response. Yeah, excellent. All right, best thing you've done to uh, well, no, we've done that. Um, best way to keep a project on track or a client on track. Let's do the client. Because you're yeah. working with them writing a book, you know, um, honest automation for us because we use we use uh, Keep Infusionsoft, mm. and we have, a, we have a process. And as they walk through, let's say you're doing your outline, and you finish the outline with your writer, then our system kicks in and sends you an email. Usually, it's a video from me saying, "Hey, congratulations on completing your outline." Now you're getting ready to start with the most exciting part, which is actually creating your content. And they, so using automation through your system, through your process, I'm a big systems guy. So you've got to have systems in your business to make it grow, but having emails that go out and then, um, so for instance, we have one, one series that goes out. And if you don't respond to that email, two days later, you get another email. Hmm. If you don't respond to that, two days later, you get another one. If you don't respond to that, I then get an email. Yeah. <laughs> so that it keeps us on track to go, hey, is everything okay? So systematizing your follow-up through the process so that everybody's on board. Hmm. Yeah, there's so much to love about that. And I mean, I think we're in 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 the same mind space there, the, the having the systems and having automation to do the follow-up. I mean, that that is one of the great ways to use automation and then if you marry that up with what you're talking about just a moment ago with with videos for example it it's automation but it's very personalized because um you know one of the things that i find quite frustrating is that people abdicate often that personal relationship stuff to these automated tools but what you're describing is you know the systems the processes the documentation the rigidity of you know, this has to happen on day one. And then after that, you know, on day three, we need this to move forward in the timeline that we've, we've kind of want to do this project in. But in a way that there's that personal connection still, even though you can automate it and and because you can automate it and you have processes, you can scale it. That's right. Hmm. Which gives you more free time to swim in your pool to get better ideas to innovate so you can do more things. Brilliant. Yeah, it all hangs together, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, I think I know the answer to the next question, but I will ask it anyway. What's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? Well, I really believe it is becoming the author of your own book yeah. and writing the book on your topic. Uh, it, it is, I mean, there are lots of reasons for it, but one of the biggest reasons is the barrier to entry is so high. Hmm. Most people are not going to take the time or make the investment to become a published author. When you do that, the airspace clears out and you become a magnet to your ideal client because you've clarified your message in such a way. And in the mind of your prospect, you're different because you wrote a book. It, it changed my life simply because I wrote my book hmm. and it's done that for hundreds of clients. So it's a biased answer, yeah. but whether you use or somebody else, you should publish your own book. Hmm. Great. Well, this has been absolutely fabulous, Michael. There's been so much gold in, in our conversation today. I really appreciate it. Now, where can people find out more about the work you do, um, get a hold, listen to the Experts Speak podcast, get a hold of your books, and maybe even reach out and say thanks for what you've shared? Yeah. The, the easiest thing, honestly, is our website, paperbackexpert.com. And... You, you can find out all about us. In fact, on the very bottom, there's a course called Book Writing Bootcamp, where we walk people through. It's a free course 
if you want to create your own book, it it models our system that we use with our clients. So you could go there, Jurgen. You could go there and, and learn how to create your own book. Mm. Uh, but there's also a, a fun calculator at the top that will give you your credibility score. But paperbackexpert.com is the best way to just start with us, and from there it can just branch out into a, a, a lot of different areas. Great. All right. Well, we'll post the link to paperbackexpert.com in the show notes and i certainly encourage people to go check that out and perhaps even have have a look at the book writing boot camp be careful how i it's, yeah it's a yeah. it's a great process yeah. yeah if you just follow that you will become a published author excellent all right well um do you have some parting advice today for our listener as we wrap it up you know my parting advice really is be yourself mm. and tell your story it is more compelling than you would ever believe. Find a friend, take them out for coffee, talk with them, have them ask you some questions, but just be yourself and explain to people why you do what you do. Because all of us could be doing a dozen other things, mm. but there's a reason for our passion and our purpose. Tell that in your marketing and you'll find, you'll, you'll really be amazed at how people connect with you. So stop trying to be what you think people want you to be. <laughs> just be yourself yeah that's great advice and and the the idea i mean coming back to this idea of having coffee with a friend and recording your responses getting them to quiz you a bit um is is so powerful and to get them to dig deeper in into the why because a lot of people you know they have have something that they articulate as their why but it lacks passion it lacks kind of depth and it lacks that emotional connection that it could trigger when when you really understand why they're doing that so having a friend saying well you know tell me more because I, I don't get it to the first answer <laughs> is uh yeah very much yeah is very, it was very clarifying yeah yeah all right finally michael who else should i get on this show and why well, that's a great question. I was noodling on that, and I'm going to refer you, and I'm, I'll, I'll connect you. It's Tom Ruich is a, is a friend of mine. He's a client. He has a he has a podcast and a business called Story Power Marketing, mm. and it it really dovetails off of my last answer because when Tom and I met, we connected like brothers because we both talk about the importance of storytelling. But he comes at it from kind of a slightly different approach of, of being able to tell your client's story, yeah, yeah. the client journey. And he's just, he, he has a masterful program. He's a great communicator. And I think what he does is really, really important for business owners to understand. It's not just about me, but it's about me understanding that client journey and the transformation mm -hmm. they're wanting to have and why they can get that from me. So I think Tom would be a phenomenal guest for Great. Well, we'll get a, an introduction to Tom from you and invite him to the show as well. That should be a fascinating conversation. We just recently had uh, Gabrielle Dolan on, who's a, a published author of, of multiple books, but her newest one is called Magnetic Stories. So she talked about a lot of those things you said. So it'll be interesting to, to get Tom's take on that and maybe even connect the two of them. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's what I love about these types of podcasts is we realize there are lots of people talking about all of these topics. Mm. We, we need to learn from them, engage with them, take courses and start applying what we're hearing uh, because marketing shouldn't be as difficult as most of us make. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We often make things a lot more difficult than they are. So, yeah. <laughs> and so in that spirit, you know, we've heard a lot from Michael today about, um, writing a book and and how that can be a lot simpler than than perhaps you're thinking at the beginning of this episode so thanks for Absolutely. yeah thanks for highlighting all that i've really enjoyed our conversation today michael now i'll be on that event tomorrow as well so we'll probably reconnect there but let's stay in touch anyway absolutely jurgen you have a great day thanks for having me here this has been lots of fun thanks I hope you enjoyed that delightful and informative conversation with Michael and took something away from his episode. I love Michael's process of interviewing business owners and converting that content into a book, a podcast, a daily email and repurposing to even more content that adds value to your audience 
and brings a consistent message. I'd love to know what you took away from Michael's episode. Leave a comment below the blog post which you can find at innovabiz.co forward slash Michael Delon. That is M-I-C-H-A-E-L-D-E-L-O-N. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Michael Delon. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Michael, as well as links to the Paperback Expert website, to Michael's books, to the Expert Speak podcast, to Michael's social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. If you liked this episode, please do share it with two other people, at least two other people, that it might help. You'll be doing them such a massive favour. Tag me in on that share and I'll reach out to you with a special thank you. Michael suggested that we have a conversation with Tom Ruich of Story Power Marketing on a future InnovaBuzz podcast episode. So Tom, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the InnovaBuzz podcast courtesy of Michael DeLon. Tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up, including Desi Bolin of Virtually Sourced Solutions and, and founder of Happy Buying Brain, neuromarketing and business growth strategist Felix Kao. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to innovabiz.co to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.